We are Pod Jerky, two Canadian buddies serving up multi-flavored audio jerky in every episode. If you like good times, strong coffee, maple syrup, swamp donkeys, hockey, the outdoors, common sense, dogs, conspiracy theories, sports, and life in general, then subscribe and follow our podcast and check out our social media channel at Pod Jerky. Pod Jerky. Make it a double. Some of the topics discussed on Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast may be difficult to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of Blackbird. I am, of course, your host, Sarah, and I have my sleepy co-host, Dan. What? Hi. <laughs> Did you just wake up? Oh, you're not even awake. What? Yeah. <laughs> Dino's excited about it. Yeah. The dogs are getting involved with today's episode. So I'm sure by now everyone has heard the multitude of news reports coming out of Fort Hood Army Base in Killeen, Texas. Right? Killeen? Couldn't tell you. Okay. How's it spelled? K-I-L-L-E-E-N. Sounds like Killeen to me. The majority of this all began when news broke back in June that specialist Vanessa Guillen was missing. It was actually brought to my attention shortly before the mainstream media got a hold of it because Vanessa's family had created an Instagram page to help find her and someone tagged Blackbird in the discussion um, for one of her posts. Many other podcasts were tagged as well, and many of those podcasts did indeed discuss her case. And while we are going to discuss her case, we are also going to discuss many other cases out of Fort Hood, because there is just so much going on there. It all needs to be talked about, and all needs to be looked into. Fort Hood officials say that 26 soldiers from the base have died so far this year. The manners of death range from homicide to natural to accidental. We will mention those who have died by means other than homicide and suicide, but we want to shed light more on those who have died at the hands of others or at the hands of themselves. So, so far this year, 26 soldiers have died who were specifically on the base. Right. These aren't so people who are overseas. Murders or suicides, not combat deaths. Right, correct. They're not combat deaths. They're, yeah, murders, suicides. There was an accidental where I, f I can't remember the number offhand, but I, I want to say it was like five people died from an accident Holy that they shit. had. I think it was like a, a training exercise or something. Wow. We've been hearing about that a lot lately, too. Really? From different bases that, yeah, um, different military... Uh, service members were dying in, in like, uh, I think there was like a Navy one just recently. They were doing some exercise and they all died. They drowned, wow. I guess. Like it was it's very Jesus. bizarre 
that sucks. circumstances for some of these. Um, one or two, I believe, were natural deaths. But there are, I mean, y- you know, generally we, we think of soldiers being very physically fit and on the younger side. Right. So even a natural death is not an expected Very unusual. Death. Very unusual. You know? So for 26 people already this year to die from that one base. Um, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Vanessa Guillen was born September 30th, 1999. And that always makes me think, like, so young. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. 1999. That's crazy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was born in Houston, Texas to Rogelio and Gloria Guillen. In 2018, Vanessa graduated in the top 15% of her class from Cesar Chavez High School. And throughout her high school career, she played soccer. Immediately after graduating, she enlisted in the United States Army. She trained as a 91F, which is a small arms and artillery repairer. On April 22nd, 2020, Vanessa was called onto the base on her day off. So she goes to the base in her civilian clothes, wearing a black t-shirt and purple leggings of some sort, athletic wear not really knowing what it's about. Surveillance video captured Vanessa entering the base, and that's where she was last seen, in the parking lot of her unit. She was never seen on surveillance video leaving the base. However, her car keys, ID, bank card, and barracks keys were all found in the armory where she worked. So, there isn't surveillance footage showing her going into the armory, but somehow her stuff got there? Or are there just not cameras in there? I believe there are not cameras, like, specifically in there. Right. Yeah. So, she's only seen on video entering the base. I like, believe so. Like, the so. front gate, basically. Yeah, kind of. And so, someone, how could no other cameras have caught her? And someone witnessed her in the parking lot. Right. But that's, like, right when she gets in. Yeah, that's, so like... So then she has to go through the base to get to, to work. To get to her, the armory. And somehow no one else sees her, no other cameras see her. So she didn't go there. Somebody put her stuff there. And mind you, this is her day off. Mm-hmm. So people would be like, oh, hey, what are you doing Like, here? why are you this here in your civilian clothes? Right. Like, what, you know, you're not supposed to be here today. You're not right. on. Yeah. For sure there would have been a witness trail. Like... If she had made it past the front gate. Such a weird and like we have to think too like why did she go in? Who called her in? You know, like right. why did she think it was so important that she had to go in? Because right. normally people would be like no, I'm it's my day off, like I'm not coming in to work. And the fact that she just went in in her civilian clothes. So obviously right. she wasn't planning to go in to work. Exactly. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so someone just said, "Hey, I need you to come down to the base." For a minute, I've got something important right. that needs to be done. Yeah, probably. So, and the only you're only going to do that for either a good friend or a boss. Right. 
So Exactly. And it's unlikely, given the nature of our podcast, that it was a good friend. Right. So it was some kind of superior officer. Probably. Called her and said, You have to come in t- you have to come in right now. Right. Yeah, exactly. Prior to Vanessa's disappearance, she had encountered unnerving behavior from her sergeant. Her mother told Crime Online that Vanessa had been sexually harassed and stalked by this man, whom she did not name. She said he would follow her while jogging, and one report even said he had followed her into the showers. Vanessa said she felt uncomfortable on the base, as if something evil was lurking. She told her mother she would take care of it, as her mother wanted to report the sergeant for his behavior. But Vanessa never got that chance. Vanessa went missing in April, but we did not hear about this case until about two months later. The military continued to push it off and claim they were investigating, but nothing was actually being done about it. Only once it became national news was it taken as seriously as it should have been in the first place. Soldiers don't just go missing, especially from their base, where there are cameras. On June 20th, 2020, Texas Rangers, detectives, and cadaver dogs searched an area near the Leon River, which is east of Fort Hood. There they found human remains, but upon identification, found they were not those of Vanessa Guillen. These remains belonged to another soldier from Fort Hood, Private Second Class Gregory Waddell Morales. Well, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, like, wow, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> so they just, like, found, like, so they just found, like, an extra dead guy. Yeah. Where there really shouldn't be any dead people. Correct. Like, obviously, there shouldn't be any kind of violent crime happening on a military base. Uh, like you said, these are young, physically fit people. There shouldn't really be any natural deaths. Right. Really, people shouldn't be dying on military bases. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're going to get one or two. I get it. But... Right, statistically speaking. Statistically I mean, speaking, there should be a dramatically lower number of deaths occurring on a military base. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Versus, like, a condo in Florida. Right. And, like... Or the hood. It was it was kind of weird how this all came out in the media, too, because, like, her story didn't really blow up in mainstream media until, like, just days before they went for this search and found this other soldier. So it was, like, it was very bizarre. It was almost like, oh, crap, like... It was almost like the army knew that they were going to find something and they were like, oh, crap, like maybe we should start talking about this as if we're investigating it because like they weren't they were brushing it all under the rug again. Like everything. This is this story. This Vanessa Guillen story is the whole reason we decided to start doing this, this deep look into sexual violence in the military. Because with this story, it became so clear that the military just doesn't want to talk about these things. Right. And they want to pretend they don't happen. They want to pretend that they have the most upstanding citizens. Right. 
in in service and by and far the majority are right but there are creeps right as we've been hearing right and you have to expect that yes in any in any sufficiently large group you're going to get aberrant deviant behavior absolutely That's just a fact absolutely right <sighs> so you know for the for the for the military to be like no we don't have any of that that's a blatant lie. It's a blatant lie. I mean, we... I don't it, care if it's a church group or if it's a Boy Scout uh, troop. Yeah. Troop. Yeah, troop. Yep. If you have enough humans, one of them's going to be a whack job. Right. That's how we work. We're a product of evolution, which mm -hmm. is not a precise process. Correct. We used to be monkeys. Somehow we're this now. Yeah. Going from A to B, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Absolutely. There's so much crazy crap going on inside of our heads that at some point something's going to go wrong. Right. It's a fact. Right. <sighs> so for the military to be like, no, we don't have that ever. Like, <sighs> right. Is clearly a lie. You know, it's like, it's like when somebody says like, oh, I've never made a mistake. You're lying to me. Right. You're lying to me. Exactly. I don't care if you're on record as the best person at this thing ever. You have to have made a mistake at some point in life. Nothing in the world is perfect. No. Nothing. No. So to claim that your organization is perfect in every single way is, is a lie. It's just not true. It's not true. And it means that not only are you lying to me, but you're lying to yourself. Yes. If you're not prepared to accept the fact that there are inefficiencies and right. there are errors and there are mistakes. Right. And if you're going to lie and not be transparent... You're now deceiving the people who are going to be working for your organization, and it just makes it worse for them. Right. Like, like I, like we talked about in Amanda's Survivor Story episode. You know, she when she was recruited, she sat in that recruitment office looking at photos of cruises. You know, they showed the best parts of yeah. of the military to entice her to want to go into the into this organization. They only want to show the best parts. They don't want anybody to know that their reputation could be tarnished in any way. But again, you're not being truthful. And especially with the American people, like our tax dollars are going to pay for this organization. Right. We are paying you. Right. To keep to our people safe. Right. But in reality, that's not happening. That's not happening. And I would like to know what my money is going towards. Right. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear that my money is going towards another tank. We know that already. We have enough tanks. Well, we have enough tanks. We, and we, we do. And we know that already. Right. We know that that's where most of our money goes. Right. I want to know where that other part of the budget goes. Do you right. have sufficient mental health for these people? Do you have sufficient um, investigative entities that are actually going to look into specific cases? Clearly, right. you don't. Right. Or, or it's not enough, or it's just not good enough. Right. So they're trying not to make Vanessa's disappearance a big deal. But then, oops, we found some other random person here. Like, <laughs> right. what, do you, what do you do with that? Which is, which is really trash, because it's not only... Do you have this missing person? But you also had a dead person that you didn't know about. Right. There was no... Like, people are dying and you don't know about it? If there... someone dies in the house and I get home from work, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know immediately. Yeah. How do you not know that someone's dead? Yeah. 
How incredibly incompetent. Well, we're going to get into his background and why they didn't know he was dead. And it's another just really disheartening situation of the military just not feeling like these people are priority. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, Vanessa is a, she was a Hispanic woman. She was, I believe at the time she was, she was a private, um, after her, uh, after her death, they, um, posthumously promoted her. Yes, exactly. To specialist. So, you know, she was a woman, she was Hispanic, she was a lower class, she was a lower rank, you know, they, and it, and there was, there were possible reports that she had some sort of harassment behind it. And so they, you know, as we've been hearing from all of these survivor stories that they don't take sexual harassment or violence seriously. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll write it down because like we have to do the paperwork, but nothing's going to come of it. You know, we're hearing that people are removed from the military because of stealing money from the government or, which is a big deal. I'm not saying that's not a big deal, but assault doesn't get you removed. But like, yeah, of course. Tarnishing the reputation of the military gets of you removed. Absolutely. Having a relationship with somebody outside of your rank gets you removed. Yeah. But raping someone does not get you removed. Nope. Putting undies all over the place. Right. Painted, soiled undies. Exactly. Like, that's fucking disgusting. Exactly. I would fire you immediately. Exactly. Immediately. That is not appropriate behavior for anybody. For anybody. Like, that's something that a stupid 16-year-old kid would do, which they shouldn't. I mean, it's still not appropriate behavior for right. even still a 16-year-old. But that's something that, like, you know, a stupid kid would do. Not somebody yep. that we expect to be the most upstanding, the most professional, the most honorable. Right. So her story really catapulted this entire thing, and it's really forced the military to look at itself. And... Thankfully so. But again, we say all the time, why does it have to take somebody right. getting harmed for people to actually look and, and, and investigate Yeah, and stand up? Like it's, yep. nobody wants to do anything until it becomes trendy. Right. You don't, you don't fix a problem until the optics become bad, which is trash. Yeah. When in reality you should be. Anytime you think there are no problems, it just means you don't know. Right. And you need to start looking even harder. Right. When you think everything's cool, it just means you're not looking close enough. Exactly. Every <sighs> once in a while, you should you should reevaluate. Every, you should, well, when you have a sufficiently large organization, you should constantly be well, reevaluating. Yes. I just, meant in, I just meant as, as people, as yeah. just like humans. But right. yeah, no, absolutely. And same thing. You don't, you're not, for the vast majority of people, you're not literally occupied with a task every single second that you're conscious. You have to chill at some point. So just take a few minutes during your chilling and just think about yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, people don't want to do that. No, they don't. They don't want to look internally at all. But you they have just, to. They want to, they want to brush things under the rug. They don't want to talk about things. But, and that's exactly what happens in these organizations, especially large ones. But, like, don't you want to get better? Yeah, but the military wants to get better at defense. 
mm-hmm. they don't want to get better at well, the mili- social services. The United States military hasn't been involved in defense in <laughs> a long time. Okay, fine. They want to get better in offense. Right. <laughs> in policing. In, in dictation. Yes. In neo-colonialism. The United States military hasn't been a, def- a defensive organization in decades. That's true. <sighs> it's true. But the fact that they're, they, for, for months, for months, nothing was reported about this soldier having gone missing off the base. Right. V- Vanessa was gone for two months before it even became news. Right. If I don't show up to work one day, they start calling. Yes. <laughs> How do you go months? Right. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna play the race card. So had she been a white woman, would we have heard about it sooner? Yeah, maybe. You know, it's just the, the fact that, again, like it, it took two months for us to even know that she was missing Meanwhile, her family was out there like, where did her daughter go? Right. And the military was just like, oh, you know, like, we're looking into it. But there was no real. Urgency. Yeah, no, there exactly. That's yes, exactly. There was no urgency. Like a whole person is gone. A A whole person. Who? Not just, you know, a piece of equipment. There's a whole person missing. The thing was, too, like, no when, when we first started hearing about the fact that she went missing, we weren't getting any of these reports. So, like, what I just mentioned to you, obviously, it's, it's, like, way after the fact. Most people know what happened to her. But when it was first coming out, when it was first reported that she was missing, none of these facts were coming out. It was like, all of a sudden, it just started, like, a wave of this was like, oh, by the way, this happened. Oh, by the way, this happened. Oh, by the way, this happened. It was mm-hmm. like every other day there was more coming out. So it was almost as if that was the point where they started actually looking into it. It wasn't April when she went missing. It was June when the country got a hold of it and said, no, no. Right. You need to figure out what happened to this this soldier. So we get to June. They go out. They're looking around. They don't find Vanessa. They find someone else. Private second class Gregory Waddell Morales enlisted in the army as a truck driver and served two tours in Kuwait and South Korea. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. That's, uh, that's, that's hard duty, man. That's, yeah, he <sighs> was, he was a, a good guy. At just 23 years old, he went missing in August of 2019 almost an entire year prior to the discovery of his remains. That's crazy. But his remains were on base for a year? Uh, It's like four miles east of base. Okay. But yes. Okay, okay, so it was off base. It was off base. It was in, at the Leon River. But yeah, it, they were right still, there for, for a year, almost a year. He was missing for a year. Wow. Yep. He was days away from being discharged... When he suddenly vanished. Now, according to Army protocol, anyone who is missing for more than 30 days is considered a deserter and has gone AWOL. 
And so through this protocol, Private Gregory Waddell Morales was labeled a deserter. That is trash. Wow. What a shit thing to do. Due to this labeling, the army did not go forward with searching for Gregory, as that is not part of their protocol to search for members who go AWOL. Wow. That's... How does that make any sense? How does that make any sense? When someone just disappears with no prior impetus, they... How do you say, oh, well, they must have done it intentionally? Days away from discharge. Why would Why he would leave? Why would go That is, like, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Like, genuinely, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> Though almost one year later, when his remains were found, his death was determined to have been caused by foul play. It is undetermined when, specifically, Gregory died. August 19th, 2019 was the last time Gregory's mother heard from him. And that was also the day he was last seen alive, driving his black 2018 Kia Rio off base in Killeen. His Kia was later found abandoned, and after he disappeared, the Waddell family would call the army almost daily for updates regarding Gregory, but rarely received answers. The family was also never informed that his vehicle was found. And when his sister began searching for it through Carfax, she found it had been sold at auction. Gregory's remains were found about four miles from base, and his clothes had been shredded and scattered, and his body had been lightly burned in the ground. And the only reason they actually went to search for Gregory after so long was that a tip had come in to the CID officials that his body was buried in a field near Fort Hood. His cause of death has not been publicly announced, though his mother told the Post that authorities believe he had been shot in the face. Dang. Why did they shred his clothes and lightly burn his body? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, people don't just, like, light up. When you set peop- them on right. fire. So these people they probably just... to burn the body probably. and failed and said, screw it, we're out of here. Probably. So clearly not professionals. No. I would think not. But like, why shred his clothes? I, have n- I don't know. That's I mean, weird. there may have been a struggle of some sort and that's why his clothes looked shredded. Right. I, I don't know. Hmm. But if he wasn't wearing clothes and they were found near near him... Could there have been a possible sexual assault? Right. Also, you know. Or maybe he was in the closet gay and he was murdered because someone found out and decided we got to kill us a queer. Well, he was married to a woman, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, it could have. Yeah. I, I don't know. And he was four miles away from the base? Yeah, about four uh, four miles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's far enough that that could be like your secret place to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But days away from being discharged, that sucks. and they and decided they labeled him AWOL, and they stupid, d- stupid decision. Yep. Who, who's who makes that decision? Who's sitting there? Yeah, like who's actually sitting there making that decision? How does that make any freaking sense at all? 
Like, are you the actual worst detective on the planet Earth? And I don't know if this is this person would be considered a detective, but when you retire, don't join the BD. Because you're literally yeah. the worst detective on the planet Earth. Right. Don't join, don't get any kind of job post-military retirement where you have to think. Because yeah. you're an idiot. Like, and look, I'm not saying like, oh, it's impossible that someone goes AWOL days before their discharge. But I'm saying it's pretty unlikely. That should be like option F in your yes, list. exactly. Of like, what happened here? That shouldn't be option A, great, case closed. Right. Exactly. You're either completely incompetent or completely lazy. Mm-hmm. And you can't be lazy when it comes to a freaking murder. Yeah. That's like the one time, even if you're a totally lazy person, when you have to get off your ass and do your job. Mm -hmm. When a death is involved. Yeah. So you're just freaking incompetent. Like right. mind-numbingly incompetent. Right. Yeah, I mean, I hear a lot that someone will have gone AWOL, but they have like depression or something. So people will post about them like, you know, my son is missing. He is potentially suicidal, you know, what? But there's no, again, like you said before, there's no urgency for the military to go look for this person. They don't seem to care. Right. And, and this is the problem when people are put into jobs that they are not meant for. Like, like I said, don't become a detective in the police department just because, right. you know, and, and I don't think many do. I think people, I think in general, detectives, again, police detectives, I think become that because they want to do that job. Right. You know, because that's a pretty difficult job. Yes. <laughs> that's a gritty job. Yeah. Um, but like, if you're just some regular beat cop and you're like, I couldn't really give a crap about solving things, but hey, I got offered this job and let's say it pays good money, although it probably doesn't pay that much more than being a beat cop because beat cops, at least here, already make a ton of money. Well, yeah, beat cops yeah, um, money. But yeah. like, yeah, if you're just a regular cop and you're like, I don't really give a crap about solving crimes, but I got offered this job, I'm going to take it. Don't take it. Right. And, you know, if you're in the military and I don't know what your responsibilities are, but you're offered this position where you're going to have to be responsible one of your new responsibilities is solving crimes. Don't do it yeah. unless you really think you're going to be good at it and want to do it. Right. Just don't. Right. You know, I mean, look, I have a job that I don't really have any passion for whatsoever, but it's different in like civilian life. Yes. You know, you take a job because you need a job because you got bills to pay. But, like, when you're in the military, like, you choose, for the most part, you choose your path. Yes. I mean, right off the bat, from day one, you choose what branch you want to join. Right. Knowing that, like, if you want combat, you join the Marines. Right. You're pretty much, that's what you do in the Marines. Like, right. Yes, there are, there are support personnel in the Marines. But for the most part, you join the Marines because you want to get shot at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you join the Air Force... Not to fly planes, because 99% of Air Force personnel are not pilots. For the most part, that's support. So if you right. want to do, if you don't want to be a combatant, and this is not meant as an insult. No. A lot of people don't, just aren't combatants. Right. You know, but you still want to serve. You want to use your you intellect more than you want right. to use your brawn. Right. Yeah. So you join the Air Force so that you can be a support person, so mm -hmm. that you can do paperwork and do a great job at it, mm -hmm. or fix 
whatever it is and do a great job at yep. it so that the people who are flying these machines at the end of the day is the job of the Air Force can do it and get the job done. Right. Yeah. But like if you don't love doing paperwork, don't get don't join the Air Force and get a desk job. No. Don't just don't do it. Do something else. Do anything else. Right. Listen, I was in law school. I was in law school for almost my entire like three years of of what you would need to go through law school to graduate and get your your JD. I thought my entire life I wanted to be a lawyer. Like dead set on being a lawyer and serving the public and really wanting to make change. When I got into law school, I realized that's not going to happen. I'm either going to be a paper pusher or I'm going to be somebody that basically has to sell their soul to the devil to make money. And I didn't want to do either of those things. I wanted to be somebody who could go into court and make sure that someone who was not deserving of going to prison or someone who was deserving of going to prison would or would not depending on what side I was on. I wanted to enact change. And I realized being one lowly lawyer was not ever going to make that happen. So I decided in the middle of my law school career, this is not for me. And I'm so glad that I did that because it would have been a complete waste of my life to go into a job that's that important of a job and absolutely hate it every single day because it wasn't what I expected it to be and it wasn't what I wanted from it. So like Dan is saying, if you are going into the military just because you want that prestige or, or you know, you want to be a combatant, but you end up being a paper pusher and you don't want to push paper, don't do it. Don't do it. Right, because you have responsibilities and you're not going to be good at them. Exactly. And in this case, it's it was somebody's responsibility to investigate this person's disappearance. Right. And they just didn't do it. They didn't do it. And because... they decided the easy way is just to declare him AWOL. Right. And you know what? Listen, like, of course we have people who go AWOL. Like, it, that, there's, there's protocol for it for a reason. There's a name for it for a reason. But if he is in the military for two years and he has a five-year contract and in that two-year time he goes missing, I would think more about that being considered a wall than days right. before your discharge. Right. Why would he spend that entire time and serve two tours and then days before he's actually going to get all of the benefits from leaving the military, from having been in the military, why would he desert that? Yeah. It just why did no sense. one think about that? Why did no one sit there and say, this doesn't add up? Right. Even if he went AWOL, that's the time. That's this is a circumstance where you should look a little bit further into it. Right. Because exactly. that does not that doesn't add up. Here's an opportunity to do some work. But they just didn't want to do the they work. They didn't want to do the work. Right. And his his mom would call them like every day 
and be like, what's going on with my son's investigation? And they like wouldn't get they didn't have answers for her because they weren't investigating. Like officials actually they said when they were asked, you know, we don't look into deserters because that's they desert us. They're not important. I mean, they didn't like in so many right, words, they didn't actually right. say they didn't, they're not important. The but implication is clear. Exactly. Like you leave us. We don't care about you anymore. You did that to us. Why would we waste our time on you? But clearly, this should have been something that they spent time on. Because who knows if he was killed the day that he went missing? You know, his remains were found a year later almost. So they're clearly decomposed enough at that point that you wouldn't really be able to find out a true you know, time of death or anything like that. So how would they even know, you know, if they had, if they had looked for him around the time he went missing, A, they may have found him alive because again, we don't know if he died right after or if it was days, weeks, months later. And B, they may have had an easier time tracking who did this to that, to him. You know, it's, it, it, they always say that, and it's true, the first 48 hours of somebody missing are the most crucial. A, because generally speaking, they're probably alive in that time frame, unless they were literally just taken and killed immediately. And B, because that's when the most evidence is available to you. To be able to find out who and why and where and all all of those questions. They now have a murderer on their hands and they are going to have a much more difficult time figuring out the answers. Yep. And if he was a service member, do we... The, the fact that he was shot in the face then kind of buried in an area that was like just off base. Do we think that this was potentially done by another soldier? Could be. I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily go there right away, but it's certainly a possibility. Right. So that's my point, though. Like, if it was, now you have a murderer right. who's and in you, your... Right. So from, yeah, from their point of view, you've got to investigate that. Yeah. You've got to at least rule that out. Yeah. But they just didn't want to do the work. Right. Exactly. And then the fact, too, that, like, so his car was found. They never told the family that they found his car abandoned. And then sold it. And then sold it at auction. And they also still, at that point, didn't think it was weird. They thought he was still a deserter. Right. They thought he just, he like, left his, his car. car. Yeah. <laughs> they thought he... Like, his brand new, like, decent car? Left the base and then, <sighs> like just miles down the road, just left his car and ran away. Right. Like, what? That, yeah. Come on. None of that makes makes any sense. None of that. No. And then, yeah, that they sold it at auction, didn't tell the family. The family had to find out on their own because of their own investigation. Like, how insulting is that to the family? Mm -hmm. Your son means nothing to us. He gave us five years and potentially could have given us his life in those, those right. tours that he yeah. did. 
Yeah, he drove a truck in Kuwait. That's yeah. That's yeah. You could have hit I hit an IED. You could have got an ambush. Yes. Like yeah. But now, he means nothing to us. Disgusting. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So in the search for Vanessa again, Gregory Waddell Morales' remains were found. But Vanessa's body had still been undiscovered at this point. Just days later, upon another search in the same area, more remains were found. It was speculated at that point prior to proper identification that these were indeed the remains of specialist Vanessa Ginn. After identification, the announcement was made. Vanessa Ginn's body had been found. After months of no proper media attention, no proper investigation by the army, and no answers Vanessa's family received some answers. Though what they found out after was not at all what they were expecting. So this is where we're going to cut off part one. Oh, (laughs) that's right. It's been long enough. I'm sure you're all. And we are going to go right back into... The discovery of Vanessa's body in part two. Do you have any parting words for this one? Just the same shit I say every time, yeah. man. Like, it's it's mind-blowing how, how often incompetence costs people their lives. Yeah. You know, whether it's in the police or in the military. We've been investigating military cases a lot lately. It's nuts how often these things are preventable. Yeah. Completely preventable. And and people die because of it. Right. You know, I, I'm not going to go on the same diatribe I go on every episode, but, like, this is nuts, man. Yeah. Yeah. In Search for One, they found the other. And it, so it kind of makes me think of the case we did with uh, Victoria Sims and Toyin. Mm. You know, they didn't, they found Toyin because they were looking for Victoria. Right. So, and in this case, they found these remains of, of Gregory right near the remains of Vanessa, but didn't actually find Vanessa until they did a second search. Hmm. They did a huge search in that area. Right. And, and didn't somehow... find Vanessa's remains at that point. And then went back and were like, oh, what? We found remains. Right. So just, again, complete incompetence. Yep. So that's what we'll get into on next week's episode. And I'm sure we're probably going to have a part three also because there are so <laughs> many more things that can be discussed about what is going on at Fort Hood. And I wanted to name this episode, <laughs> what the hell is going on at Fort Hood? <laughs> because it's absolute insanity. Yeah. It's absolute insanity. This is supposed to be one of the most organized organizations in the world right in the world not even in the country in the world yeah and they can't get their shit together one of the best funded organizations in the world let's not forget about that let's not forget let's not forget (laughs) yes so yeah wait till part two
See you there. As always, stay safe. Be aware of your surroundings and social distance, no matter what. Yeah, because you're still not doing it. Like, you guys are really doing it because you're awesome. But, like, in general, people are still not doing this. Nope. Which is freaking mind-blowing. Again, I, I this is the same diatribe I do at the end of every episode. But it's nuts how people are still getting sick with this crap. Because also, people are spitting on each other. Well, right. And, yes, to that point, I think we have talked about it before. But I just want to inform you again of... Because, because maybe... I'm sure you are all wearing your masks. I'm sure you are. Because, again, you are awesome people out there. But maybe you can share this information with people who don't wear masks. The reason we wear masks is to protect others, not to protect ourselves. So when you don't wear a mask, you are putting everyone around you at risk, even if those people are wearing masks. So you could potentially harm someone else because you are not wearing a mask. Your mask is not for your own safety. It is for the safety of others. So try to tell people that because I think that people, I, I think a lot of people who don't wear masks don't understand that. And they're using the whole my body, my choice garbage and it pisses me off because that is not at all what that's supposed to be. And you damn well know it. So when you use that excuse, all you're telling me is that you're a jerk. A jerk. <laughs> and you're a liar. Yes. And you don't respect my intelligence enough to know that you're obviously lying. Yes. And you don't respect your own intelligence enough to think of a better lie. I know. So it's not about their own body. It's about everyone else's. So when you don't wear a mask, you're basically telling everybody, I don't care about you. Exactly. So wear a mask. And again, I'm sure that everyone who's listening to this does wear a mask because you are great people and you are smart people and you are caring people. But for anybody who's around you that's not wearing a mask, tell them why they should be wearing a mask. And if they don't believe you... Don't be friends with them. Right. <laughs> Basically. So yeah. And also um, vote on November 3rd. Because part of the not wear mask wearing crowd is because of our administration currently. So if you think we should be wearing masks, you should vote for change. Because it is desperately needed. Tuesday, November 3rd, vote. Okay. Thanks, guys. everyone i am nick and i'm russ and if you're looking for a podcast about current events that's well informed highly educated and safe to share with your whole family that's not us nope it's not but here at the nick and russ don't know anything podcast we have an opinion about everything and don't mind sharing it that we do new episodes every wednesday and saturday check us out at nickandrust.com and find us on apple spotify iHeartRadio, and many more including youtube thank you and i love you all Mwah.